Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East soccer, or a Mid-East soccer podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. Geopolitics is written all over Saudi religious soft power efforts, nowhere more so than when it comes to Israel and Jews because of the growing importance of security cooperation with the Jewish state and the influence of the Israeli lobby in the United States, the kingdom's most important yet problematic security partner. In the latest move, Saudi Arabia ensured that it would be the first stop on the first overseas trip by Deborah Lipstadt as US special envoy to combat anti-Semitism. Lipstadt intends to build on the profoundly important Abraham Accords to advance religious tolerance, improve relations in the region, and counter misunderstanding and distrust, the State Department said in a statement. The department was referring to the accords by which the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain, Morocco, and Sudan established diplomatic relations with Israel in the waning days of US President Donald Trump's administration. Mrs. Lipstadt said that Saudi religious soft power diplomacy had created an atmosphere in which she could discuss with government officials and civil society leaders who in the kingdom inevitably are linked to the government, normalizing the vision of the Jews and understanding of Jewish history for their population particularly their younger population. Saudi Arabia has had a particularly troubled attitude towards Jews, even though an older generation of Saudis in regions close to Yemen fondly recall a Jewish presence in the first half of the 20th century. Moreover, in the days when Israelis were barred from traveling to most Arab countries, Saudi Arabia also tailored its visa requirements to bar Jews, not just Israelis. European foreign ministers planning at the time to pay official visits to the kingdom would at times confront demands that Jewish journalists be dropped from the group accompanying the official. Some American Jews who had filled out Jewish as their religion on Saudi immigration forms would have them returned with the word Jewish replaced by the term Christian. That began to change long before the rise of Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Mr. bin Salman has accelerated the policy change. Earlier this month, Saudi Arabia announced that Israeli business people would be granted entry into the kingdom. Saudi Arabia has also allowed Jacob Israel Herzog, a US-born rabbi resident in Israel, to visit the kingdom several times to attempt to build Jewish life publicly. Some Jewish critics have charged that his bombastic approach could backfire. In a slow two decade long tedious process, Saudi Arabia has made significant progress in scrubbing its school books of anti-Semitic and other discriminatory and supremacist content. To project Saudi Arabia as a moderate forward-looking nation and improve the kingdom's tarnished image, particularly in the United States. Mr. Bin Salman has met with American Jewish leaders. Many of those leaders are willing to give Saudi Arabia a pass on its abuse of human rights 
and still weak track record on religious tolerance to advance the cause of the establishment of diplomatic relations between Saudi Arabia and Israel. The Crown Prince has also turned the Muslim World League, once a prime vehicle for the Saudi government funding of Sunni Muslim ultra-conservatism globally into a public relations tool for propagating Saudi religious tolerance. The League's head, Mohammed Alissa, a former Saudi justice minister, led a delegation of Muslim religious leaders on a groundbreaking visit in January 2020 to Auschwitz, one of Nazi Germany's foremost extermination camps for Jews. Earlier this month, he organized a forum on common values among religious followers in Riyadh. Participants included 47 Muslim scholars, 24 Christian leaders, 12 rabbis, and seven Hindu and Buddhist figures. The timing of Mrs. Lipstadt's visit is significant. It comes weeks before an expected pilgrimage to Riyadh by President Joe Biden to tackle strains in the strategic relationship between the two countries. Tensions have emerged over the degree and reliability of the US commitment to Gulf security. Saudi oil production policy in the wake of US and European sanctions against Russia for invading Ukraine. Saudi technological cooperation with China and Mr. Biden's belief that Mr. Salman was responsible for the 2018 killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Moreover, the visits of Mr. Biden and Mrs. Lipstadt come as hopes are fading that talks in Vienna between world powers and Iran will succeed in reviving the 2015 international agreement that curved Iran's nuclear program. A failure is likely to increase regional tension. The specter of a failure has driven increased regional cooperation between Gulf states, including Saudi Arabia and Israel. At the sharp end of confronting Iran, Israel unveiled its newly adopted octopus doctrine this month. The doctrine expands Israel's aiming at Iran's nuclear missile and drone programs by increasingly attacking targets in Iran, rather than primarily on battlefields like Syria. Barbara Leaf, the US Assistant Secretary of State for Near Eastern Affairs, put Mrs. Lipstadt's visit in perspective when she told Congress last week that Mr. Biden hoped to achieve agreement on a roadmap for the establishment of diplomatic relations between Saudi Arabia and Israel during his visit to the Middle East. U.S. officials admit that it will be a lengthy process rather than a head-on lovey-dovey affair, as was the case between Israel and the UAE. Saudi Arabia signaled for some time that it would like to formalize its expanding informal relations with Israel, but needs a cover to do so. The kingdom has emphasized that in recent weeks, as it sought Israeli acquiescence in the transfer by Egypt to Saudi Arabia of sovereignty over two islands at the top of the Red Sea and prepared for the visit by Mr. Biden. Saudis want to meet us. They want to talk and rub shoulders with us. They want to learn. I keep getting inquiries. 
there is incredible potential for cooperation between the Saudi people and Saudi companies and Israel, said Israeli businessman Eyal Valtaib, who visited the kingdom in May, traveling on a non-Israeli passport. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I launched my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, 12 years ago. To borrow a phrase from an early proprietor of The Observer, the blog and podcast offer the scoop of interpretation. They continue to have significant impact and are republished by news websites, blogs, and newsletters across the globe. Maintaining free distribution is key to maintaining the column's impact. Please consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com so I can keep distributing the column for free to achieve the widest distribution possible. Meanwhile, please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. All the best and take care.